Welcome to the Men Up Podcast, and thank you for joining us. I am Christian Chabot. Drew Chen. Will Van Dyke. Mar Womble. And together, we are four guys forging a friendship of love, action, and accountability, and we're inviting y'all in. So welcome, and each episode, we like to kick it off with something that we call the pep talk. We have a foundation as a team in sports, and if you are familiar with sports, you know that there are always pep talks before a big game, and we treat each one of these episodes like a big game. So, Lamar, what is our pep talk for today? Well, I know we're getting ready to dive into a conversation about uh, being healthy, um, particularly uh, as men. Um, And so I wanted to remind not just all the men out there, but for everyone um, that your health is your wealth. And that was something that uh, I started living by a few years ago across the board, where it's like you really have to not take your health for granted. Um, and know where you're at in terms of your body, in terms of your mental health, in terms of um, you know, how you need to be uh, visiting the doctor, those types of things, taking care of your skin, your hair, your teeth, all of it. Uh, because if you don't have your health, what do you actually have? Like it actually prevents you from doing everything else if you're not taking care of yourself and taking care of your body as best you can. And so just a reminder uh, that your health is the most important thing that you can have. And if you are somebody who desperately, you know, loves giving to others and is, wants to be someone that takes care of others constantly, you can give more in triple time and quadruple time uh, when you take care of yourself to the fullest. Boom. Coming in hot, Lamar. Love it. Setting up uh, this episode and actually the next couple episodes that we're going to have, we're going to dive in as a team for the next couple episodes on health. Uh, And so today we're going to go in uh, and each week what we like to do is we'd like to take either a topic, a question, you can even think of it as a provocation to dig into. uh, And each week, one of us is going to lead the way on that conversation. And so today, it's actually going to be me leveling us up and getting us into this conversation. And as Lamar said, it is all about health. And specifically, I want to start off here by offering up a question to y'all. When will guys, when will men take their health seriously. So as a team, when we started talking about uh, what were the first kind of topics we wanted to get into with the Men Up podcast here, it was so clear that a lot of the topics we were connecting on were all around health, right? And we're talking around health related to your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, even your spiritual health, right? But the idea here that as men, typically we do not take care of our health uh, nearly as well as women in our society. That's just true. There are plenty of studies out there that show that. You can look at the way by which men access healthcare or don't access it and how later on in life uh, that spells out some really significant challenges related to whether it's heart disease or stroke or cancer or all those sorts of things. Our levels are just higher on those things. Uh, And so, Drew, I actually want to start off going to you because one of the things that we've talked about before related to health is all about how important role models are when we think about our health. Yeah, when I think about taking my health seriously, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have uh, two good role models in front of me, and I'll highlight one right now. My father-in-law is really serious about his health, and he does that through what he watches and what he puts in his body, and then making sure that there's movement. And I think what's really great about that is this is a guy who's in his 60s, and he can outrun me right now. Easy, easy. <laughs> and 
when I think about being a father of two young ones, you know, like my aspirations for good health is once they get into like their tens, their teens, their twenties, like I, I want to keep up. I don't need to be able to beat them, but I don't want to be gasping for air when we go for a run or throw a ball or whatever. So having a role model to kind of like lead the way, I think just having exposure to figure out, let me try this and then let me figure out what works for me is the start. Historically, I've not had a lot of role models um, when it comes to health and wellness. Um, I think you, Christian, actually have always been somebody that um, I look up to in terms of discipline, consistency, um, in terms of eating right and getting in the gym um, and and doing the necessary things that I need to do to kind of like stay healthy. I think for me, uh, it was more so a personal experience where uh, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure, like uh, maybe 2010, 2011. Uh, And so, you know, thinking about, all right, what led to this? I'm not actually even sure, to be honest. I think it was just like eating crap food um, ultimately is what it came down to, I think. What it took for me to kind of get off the blood pressure medicine um, a a few years ago. Uh, And so I feel like what it comes down to for a lot of guys in particular is a larger question, which is, you know, why don't men want to ask for help? Scared to ask for help, appearing weak, uh, fear of the unknown. That's why you don't want to go to the doctor, those types of things uh, that prevent men from from being in better health. Lamar, shout out to you one sharing that story i didn't know yeah you know and and i think what's cool about sharing that is like you talk about like being vulnerable we talk about that a lot but i think what's also cool is in health and just men in general we also i think we often want to just share the victory and we don't talk about the problem that started the journey and then we also don't talk about the journey we just skip to the victory so i appreciate you sharing a little bit into the story the problem that starts the journey right and lamar you brought up that it was when you were diagnosed with high blood pressure, which is when you started taking your health seriously. And the thing I'm always interested in is like, why is it that so often as men, we don't start to take our health seriously until we have to react to a thing, right? We're not very proactive in our health, but rather we are reactive. Like what, what do y'all think that's about? So for me, I actually worked out. Like I was in the gym, like I felt like I was traditionally always like a pretty skinny person. Um, I had a, I got a hernia my uh, junior year of college. I got a hernia and I went from like 170 pounds to 205 pounds um, because I was an RA at the time as well. And so, you know what that means when you're RA, that means you get unlimited food at the buffet. And what, what I was not advised, and this is what sucks. My doctor wasn't like, well, you can't work out for six months. Like you have to watch what you eat. I was smashing food at the, at the, at the food hall, you know what I mean? And so I gained 35 pounds and didn't even realize it. And then I was like, Oh, like I'm now overweight. And I, you kind of just live in that. Um, even though I was still, I went back to the gym. Like I didn't really know how to take care of myself. I think a lot of men are in that position where they think that they're taking care of themselves, but like, you don't really know what is going on until you go to the doctor, unless you get tests run, you know, those types of things. And that, I think people just feel disconnected from those things, especially if they've been healthy their whole life. I think it's an invincibility complex too. I think there is the reason why we become reactive is because, you know, 
we're all we all have a history of being physically fit. I mean, some in some cases, diet, you know, heavy diagnosis and that sort of thing comes in like very concrete, one singular moment. But usually, it's like this continuum that is small incremental change over time, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, wait a second, I'm woefully out of shape," or something like that. And then it's just like, "Oh yeah, I can just maintain with whatever it is." And and so it, I think it it is uh, that feeling, at least for me, for a very athletic person that uh, felt like he. I could do anything. And to a certain extent, I'm still trying to showcase my athleticism without doing the work. You know, Mm. Shabu, you and I do triathlons, you know, once, twice a year sometimes. And I'll be like, huh, I went swimming twice, you know, before I got (laughs) in the water and raced, you know? And I'm like, why am I doing it? Like, I can do that. What a big strong man like god like it's easy but it's really that like invincibility where i'm just like i can still do this it's the work in between that i I, you know i think everybody just has to get back to because it's all sort of crumbling one brick at a time well for the last couple of years of doing triathlons you don't know how frustrating it's been when we text back and forth and you're like oh i swam twice and you oh, just yeah. crush me every single time in the swim, and I am busting my ass trying to get yeah, better at swimming. <laughs> yeah, you're smoking me and everything else, so let's not let's let's not get too far ahead of it. That invincibility thing, uh, what that's bringing up for me is that you know, first example of what it was to take care of your health or not take care of it at all, right? Was my dad, right? And and he happens to be somebody who didn't take care of his health across the board, right? Thought he was invincible and like outwardly said that, right? Didn't just practice it in action, but like would literally like say things. There's like, oh, he clearly thinks he's invincible, right? Really? And as a result, like died by the time he was 48 and I was 12, right? And, and as, you know, I reflect now, even being in my mid thirties, I look back to guys that were either my dad or father figures, all of them did not handle their health appropriately, right? Like maybe they did some part of it well, right? But they did not handle their health across the board, whether it was like eating, you know, in ways that like just are not good for your heart and your system or like stressing out way too much and not understanding how to deal with stress or smoking uh, an incredible amount, right? Like, and all of them ended up getting some sort of diagnosis late in life because of those choices that they made for long periods of their life. I think we have to credit society as well. You know, when, when I think about our parents, our parents' age, it, it was just a different time. Like they, you know, people weren't worried about the things that we're worried about now. Like there was no blink 24 hour fitness. Like there's so many mass gyms, like going to the gym is like going to college. Like, Oh, you don't go to the gym. Like, Oh, like I'm judging you. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's just a different, the society has said that we don't want to be what we were. So now this is the new normal. And I think people are now hip to that, which is good because we're going to be healthier because of it. Um, and more focused in on all of these things. And it's so funny because it brings me back to thinking about, you know, in a different conversation and our last conversation around listening in terms of people's health, the PC culture, the culture that says, no, we can be better as a society is actually probably collectively looked at um, as something that's elevated us all. It's really smart to say like our parents' generation is so different than ours. And obviously even the, the kids growing up now, a lot of it is because of mental health. And, and for me, I think because of exposure. And I think it goes both ways, just like health goes both ways. So positive way. 
I think we talked about it either in the last podcast or even now, when we can highlight the journey and the process, like there's motivation to be learned from that. And that's awesome. Which battles against just talk about the victory. On the flip side though, you know, it, it can also tell this story of I'm perfection or I'm polished. Look at me. And then from a reviewer perspective, it, it's easy to, to creep down into that seller dweller of like, I'm not enough. I'm never going to be able to lift what that guy lifts. I'm never going to be as flexible as this woman is or this man. The last thing I'll say here is I think we got to lift up women too. Meaning we got to acknowledge how much women really value their health to what you said earlier, Shabu, because I think men just haven't. And I think I share this because man banter is so easy to, to do just like, oh, you killed me in swimming, like, and just acknowledge, right, the victory. And then we give it back and saying, oh, you killed it in this though, right? I don't think women talk that way, which I think is a healthier way, pun intended, to think about it. Like, hey, what are you struggling with, right? What are you working on? Hey, can you give me some pointers on how to adjust this routine? And there's a lot of strength that I hear in women, particularly like my wife as she shares with her friends or her sisters. So shout out to the women here for how you take care of your health. You know, for me in particular, uh, my girlfriend has elevated my consciousness around, around being healthy as well. Mostly around like just taking care of myself. Um, lotions, oils, uh, face wash, body, you know, body oils, just the day-to-day upkeep of like, oh, guys, roll out of bed, take a shower, go do my thing. Um, versus like all these other things that go into your health. Uh, in terms of like taking care of your skin and your hair and your teeth and all that stuff that a lot of guys don't think about um, that we need to be because it's all part of the bigger equation of of your health. For me, I take a lot of my cues. We were talking about role models. I didn't really chime in on that, but my wife does a lot of the small things to make sure that she's maintaining her health in a very proactive way. And I think that identifying all the ways in which you can maintain your health sometimes also can be very daunting in the sense and this and it probably all speaks to a little bit of like time management where for me i'm looking for the quick fix of like oh well i'm gonna eat an apple yeah but then the next day i'm gonna eat cookies or like i'm gonna you know take a break from drinking for a night and then the next one i'll be like oh well i didn't drink last night so i'm gonna have six beers tonight or whatever it is you end up focusing on maybe one quick solution, but it's really sustained one bite at a time, you know, constant, you know, just a thoughtful time management practice that really every single day. And for, for, for me, particularly, I need the role models. I need the sort of constant drumbeat of doing it the right way in order to be proactive or it's going to end up where, you know, we're six months into a pandemic and I'm in the worst shape of my life type of scenario. When people are sharing how to be healthier, it definitely is daunting, but the process also includes like failures and setbacks and, Oh, kind of what you were just describing. Like, yeah, I didn't drink beers yesterday. So that means I can have beers today. Like I literally Friday night had McDonald's for dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if anybody's going to get judged, you're going to get judged for smashing McDonald's. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I definitely was judging you in my mind, Lamar. Yeah, but that, that's fine. It's still good. That being said, it's like, you know, it helps when people are up front. I think maybe less daunting will when people can actually talk about what the process and the journey yeah. is. You, you do have to maintain and have some discipline, but it has, reality says it's going to be a mixed bag, right? Of sometimes you're going to eat like shit. Sometimes you're going to not be as disciplined. Like, you know, I don't know anybody who does it perfectly. Um, even The Rock once a week destroys like 8,000 calories on a Sunday. I think you both are hitting on something so important, which is that the journey is never done, right? Like you can always be, better with your health and be more proactive and similar to i think a theme that we hit on in the last episode around listening right like you can always be a better listener you can always be more in tune but same thing around your health you can always be better and so i'd love to ask you all like where's an area where you're either continuing to grow or you know you need to grow in your own health and for me it's actually those like consistent calm yearly checkups like i am terrible with those right there are so many other things in in my health journey that I'm really good on, I'm really on top of discipline wise, I'm great. But as far as like the yearly check-in with your doctor, the yearly dentist appointment, all those sorts of things, I am real inconsistent there. Sleeping more, that's it, yeah. you know? So I, I follow a lot of running um, magazines, a lot of running Twitter and that sort of thing. And a lot of talk right now about, you know, mitigating injury and, and making sure that you're at your peak performance and all that other kind of stuff. And it's, it all like a lot of it is sleep related. You're, you know, you're, you're resetting your body and giving it a jump start on the day. Last night, uh, I was the first time in as long as I can remember, I was laying in bed at nine 30 and I was like, this is great. I'm going to bed right now. And then boom, I wake up today and I'm ready to tackle everything. Now, granted, could I go out and run a 5k under 20? No, I couldn't right now, but, <laughs> but I know I feel better. Starting with one thing that is attainable in the day is sort of my, I guess, my current mindset of like, just focus on a couple of things. And, you know, I've got the Apple watch too. We can talk about technology and how that works, but like it's sleeping more and then hitting my, my markers. Everything you all are saying, I'm literally writing down action items like, oh, yeah, I got to schedule my annual health check or, oh, yeah, I, I'm not sleeping well. So I'd encourage our listeners when you're listening, like write down your action items now, right, and then commit to do them. Mine is how to hold myself accountable better. And if we can, Jibu, I'd love to get your take on this because I'm good when I'm accountable to others. I'm terrible at holding myself accountable. And as Lamar mentioned, like Shabu is a role model for me, you know, like quick side story. Like when I finish a run, I take a picture of my timing. I send it to Shabu and he says always like, great job. Proud of you, brother. And it's funny. Cause like that works for me, but if it's just me, it, I don't do it. So I wanted to ask Shabu, you can lead off or everyone else can join in. But like at what point in your journey did you shift from this idea of, I'm accountable to others to I'm accountable to me. And the second part of that question is like, what were, what were the behaviors you did to like make that uh, more of a process? Cause that's where I'm struggling. I'd say to build off of something Will was saying a little bit around sleep, right? Like that's an area of my life too. I am really undisciplined. Right. And so again, it's always a journey. Right. And I think the same thing applies with uh, process habits you know, things that you use to keep yourself accountable. I think the thing that served me well over time has been being open and okay with like, 
I am going to have to shift systems from time to time. Like there are sometimes, you know, I, I'll use a system. Like if I think about my weight training, right? Like in the gym, right? I had a notebook that for years I filled out, right? But then at some point it didn't serve me well anymore. And so I like shifted up a little bit of like, what was that process that allowed for me to see my growth or keep me accountable? Uh, I think that I think that that is the greatest lesson I've been able to learn and apply is that like your systems are going to change to meet who you are, what your needs are. And there's a balance there too, right? So you don't want to walk away from something so immediately. Like if you set up, you know, a run schedule for yourself and after one week you're like, oh, this doesn't work. It's like, well, you didn't really, you know, actually invest in it full. So there's a balance there, but I think the openness to your accountability systems and that they might change is really helpful. I'm going to say something here and y'all are going to probably laugh, but my reasoning aside from health is wealth um, is fairly shallow. Um, I literally just want to be as sexy as I possibly can. And so at the end of the day, um, I know that in order to, for me to be sexy, like I got to be in the gym, I got to be eating right. I got to be, take care of my skin. I got to be getting haircuts, all that jazz. Like I know I have to do that in order to be sexy, not only for myself to feel good about myself, but for my partner to, you know, be attracted to me. And like, not that she would otherwise, but like, I don't want to be, I don't want to give no doubt. Back to your point around accountability systems, Drew. And I think this is something that goes back to asking for help, which is what I was mentioning earlier is finding a coach to help you get to where you can't get yourself. Um, and that's across the board. It doesn't matter what it is that you're trying to accomplish, like life coach, health coach, real estate coach, whatever, asking for help to get to where you're trying to go if you feel like you can't do it on your own. I don't know how I remain accountable. Like, I, I, I haven't figured that part of the equation out, you know, particularly too, because my goals have changed so much. I mean, I think it was just this past weekend so one of the I mentioned the triathlons that we Shabu and I sometimes do and, and one of them's the third week of September and so I got one of those like memory photos and it was 2015 I think it was was when I I I was definitely the most in shape I've been in a very very long time and it sort of like was a jolt to my system but then I was like the only thing I took away from that was how much I had to do to get to that spot. And it was more like self-doubt type of thing. And there wasn't like a, I didn't, and I'm realizing it now, just as I'm saying it, I didn't walk away from seeing that memory with like a plan or a, a way to keep myself accountable to it. Hearing you say that, Will, and, and this is, I, you guys know, this is, this is where I always come back to. There's no right or wrong way. Right. And, and maybe that's a cop out. If what you're doing is working for you, then whatever, you know, like do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's my thing is that like, it's really hard to, to tell people what they are, aren't doing. If you're complaining about it, then it's different. But if, if you're good with what you're doing, then do what you do. But if you do want something different, you know what I mean? Then you got to do something different too. To your point, if it's working, great, keep using it. If it's not, 
I think the thing that we don't want to do is just say, oh, well, this isn't working for me. There's no systems that work. So I'm just going to wash my hands a bit and not take care of myself or not invest in health, right? Like that's when I think that it's a cop-out, right? If, if you're always allowing yourself to be in pursuit and find ways to like improve your health, better yourself in that capacity, then great. But the minute you like wash your hands of it, like I think that's where the problems come in. So as we sort of wrap up this, this session of like at least one episode, we're going to have several after this one. Uh, diving into specific elements of health. I'd love to hear from y'all, like what are you walking away with from today's conversation around health, right? Maybe it's a reminder, maybe it's a new revelation, right? But like, what are you taking with you? And maybe the audience will take it too. I got to schedule a health check. And I'll be honest, you know, I don't do them well anyways. And COVID is, I'm using that as an excuse too. Like, I don't want to go to the doctor's office. There's germs or something like that. I've been incorporating this philosophy, so I'm going to share it here. Like, I want to use data to drive data. I can't have, I can't drive data of like my performance if I can't, if I don't have a health check to say like, here's where I'm at. I'm piggybacking off of Lamar. I just, I want to look sexy. I want to be selfish about it, too. Like honestly, like that's just the what I took away from this. I want to be sexy, Sal. I want to, I want to get get it all back, you know, tight, and just and be selfish about it because I think that's also sort of my bread and butter being, being selfish. Being, <laughs> that's where I, that's where I thrive is just getting it for me. When I go out running or I go to the gym, you see tons and tons of people um, in this city that are, you know, elderly, disabled, uh, can't walk, can't run. And I think a lot about, people that are not able-bodied in this moment um, and, and how thankful and grateful I am to actually be able to run to the gym um, and, and physically do things that some people just cannot do. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot about that and I would throw that out to um, the audience as well is to just really show gratitude for what you are able to do, whatever your capabilities are, um, to maximize those and utilize those because there's so many people in the world that don't have those physical capabilities. And so, um, and their, their life is different. They have to adjust and change and, and do things differently that, you know, I, I maybe don't have to, even though, you know, you need to work out, like it's not going to work until you decide for yourself that, okay, now is the time. Um, and I think that can be frustrating for people, especially ones that love you and that are close to you. Um, but I think about myself a lot when I think about uh, like my, my dental hygiene, for example. Um, I never flossed back like five, three, four years ago. Like I never flossed. So I would go to the dentist and like my gums would just bleed and be like, dentist is like, yo, you got to floss, bro. And I'm like, but I don't got time for that. It's like, I do not care. Something clicked and I was like, I'm going to floss every day. And now I floss every day. Um, you know what I mean? So little things like that um, make, can, can make all the difference. And now it's just part of the morning routine. Brush, vitamins, floss. It takes me like 10 minutes, way too long. But like, I know it's important. And I, and I just care more about it now. Look at those pearly whites. The people can't see it on the podcast. <laughs> but those are some beautiful teeth, Lamar. For me, it's funny. I, I've been in conversations with each one of you individually around health, like sparingly right and and not going in depth and i think just the power of being in conversation um with other people specifically here with other men uh has just been really powerful in this moment right drew and i have talked about health pretty consistently over the last 20 years and yet 
sharing the piece about not being consistent with those routine checkups and hearing you say, Drew, oh, I've got to schedule those and perhaps you're not as consistent either. Like that's the first time we ever connected on that, I think. And so I think the point there is like being in conversation with other people around your health, being vulnerable, seeing where they're vulnerable to, that in itself for me feels like uh, an accountability, right? Because now I don't feel so isolated. Definitely. Yeah. I, I had a friend tell me the other day, uh, I haven't been to the doctor in 20 years. Wow. I, was like, I jumped down his shit so quick. Like literally, like he was proud of it. I was like, you sound like an idiot. Like, let me brag about how I haven't been to the doctor in 20 years. And I have a family, wife, and two children. I was like, that sounds stupid. You need to go to the doctor. On this podcast, one of the ways that we show how we care is at the end of every episode, uh, we love to stay within the origins of how this team founded, which is around a love of basketball and a love of providing resources, inspiration, and motivation for ourselves to get into action, but also the audience out there to get into action. So it is time now for the outlet pass. Drew, I want to pass it over to you first. Uh, we talked a lot about running in this episode. Each one of us uh, has had our own experiences with running and having that be a way that we stay healthy, but kick it off with you. What's a resource you have for the people? What I talk about when I talk about running, it's a memoir by Haruki Murakami, a Japanese writer. And I just started reading it, actually gifted from my father-in-law, who I talked about at the top of this podcast. And I just appreciate it because it, it makes me think about what value does running bring to me? What joy do I get out of it? How does it impact my health? So a nice light read. And whether you like running or not running, it's a, it's a good read for everyone. In light of running and triathlons and all that stuff, I do want to shout out uh, our boy, Lance Woods. So if you are in Michigan, specifically Detroit, um, there's a run club called the We Run 313 Run Club. It's just We, we Run 313 dot com which is the area code in detroit uh fire run club they do great work lots of energy tons of people come out um and they're getting more people involved in running particularly black folks so yeah check them out if you have not had a chance i mentioned it earlier my you know i use my apple watch a lot and creating a little bit of consistency is i use the nike training app and the nike run app a lot and you know over covid I, and i don't know if it was if it's still extended or not but over COVID, they made a lot of their stuff free and easy to use, and they do a whole bunch of different programs and stuff like that. And so I think that, that those two apps, I mean, uh, if they're still free, then, then great, but it, they definitely at least have like 30-day uh, trial periods and stuff like that that I, I think are – it's pretty light, you know, to get started and that sort of thing, and it's, and it's good. The fun one that I had uh, originally that was not really on topic was there's a new show on Hulu called Woke. Uh, this cartoonist uh keith knight fantastic cartoonist who i just really found out about um you know through the show it's a it's a it's a really interesting uh show that i did not that it went in different ways i didn't think it was going to go i was binging new girl and then one of the characters a new girl is the main character in this other show so i just sort of followed him along into that new space it was it was really good so i mean that's just like a all right, do your work, go be healthy. And then when you're hanging out on the couch, go and enjoy something. Shout out to Winnie the Bish from New Girl. Winnie the Bish, <laughs> Winnie the Bish. I also want to shout out my guy, uh, Chet Fortune. Uh, he has a great weight training program uh, at coachchet.com, coachchet.com. Um, $10 a month, you can get customized weight training program. 
uh, that you can hold yourself accountable in the app, track your progress, track your weight progress, all that. Uh, really simple and easy and has worked for me um, in the past as well. So definitely something to check out. And sticking with the weight training and all of that amazing stuff, one of the things to power you through, I'm holding it up here. They're not an official sponsor, but shout out to Vegan Protein, specifically Sun Warrior. You don't have to really buy Sun Warrior, but if they become a sponsor, you probably should. But in all seriousness, uh, you know, for a long time, I had been weight training and using regular weight protein. And whether I drink it before or after would feel terrible afterwards. And, and I've never been checked explicitly for having any sort of like milk allergy or anything like that. But all I know is I made that switch to vegan protein and like, I don't feel that way. Uh, it has allowed me to like continue to maintain uh, that protein intake and not feel bad. And so I think that one, I'd advocate for using that kind of protein, but if nothing else, if there are foods or things you are doing that aren't serving you well, eliminate them and find something new to replace it with. Like everything? Like. <laughs> I tried to give it enough of a beat. That's going to be great. So We're going to keep that in. Crappy. It was well-timed, well-timed. All right, y'all. And that is it for another episode of the Men Up podcast. Uh, we hope that you have taken away some valuable tools, resources, and if nothing else, are in this conversation with us so that we are not just focused on the moment, but are building towards a brighter future for ourselves and our communities and to build that momentum.